Hey everybody, Adrian here, one of the co-hosts of Sidebar Forever, the new version of the former Sidebar Pop Culture Podcast. Every month, Sidebar Forever posts brand new episodes discussing and examining pop culture and art-related topics. However, as a bonus and a reminder to listeners who followed us in our previous incarnation, we're representing some of our vintage back episodes. Many of our classic interviews and roundtables will once again be available in our podcast feed. So, please enjoy this back episode from the Barchives, and don't forget to subscribe to Sidebar Forever on SidebarForever.com, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you get your podcast. And hey, follow us on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you don't miss a single new episode of Sidebar Forever. On today's show, we present part one of a special interview with artist, painter, and illustrator, Brian Stelfreeze. We sat down with Brian one afternoon at his studio and chatted about his first art gig, his three-year run on Shadow of the Bat, his duties as art director for 12 Gauge, and the current state of the comics biz. Well, here we are again. Oh, damn. That's sitting in front of the... Uh, <laughs> okay. Did I catch you off guard? Did you not know we were doing a show, yo? No, I didn't. I've been rattling my mouth off. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome once again to another edition of Sidebar. We're back. We're back. Yeah. But this time, we're still black. Yeah. <laughs> this time, we're black. Uh, I'm Swain. I'm Dwight. And we are the hosts of this show. Uh, this is a show that we do bi-weekly about comics and, and art pop culture. and popular culture. We recorded in sunny Atlanta, GA, coming to you from the Duddy. The Dirty Dirty. That's right. And it's recorded in the palatial sidebar studios located in the bowels of Stately Hunt Manor. And uh, it's beamed almost live to the internet for your perusal and that sort of stuff. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well, sir. Cool, cool, cool. You're a cool one, <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Exactly, exactly. We have a, uh, a very special treat. A uh, guy who we, again, we've mentioned in the past on past episodes that we kind of right. known in passing for a while. Mr. Brian Stelfreeze, master painter, yep. illustrator, comic book artist, graphic artist. Sensei. Exactly. Sifu. Sensei. Right? Sensei. Sifu Say One, right? Whoa! Right? Who was uh, your wasa? Leroy, we sat in at the. <laughs> yeah, you went. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Ghetto uh, Dragon or what no, was it? Last Dragon. Last Dragon. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was looking Ghetto Dragon. Negro, yeah. please. Right. <laughs> With fine ass vanity in it. That sir. was tight, yo. Sir, vanity back in the day. Yeah, she would catch was it. Was like yeah. no other. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she, she might catch it today, but she's she kind of fat now, yo. Oh really? Yeah, she went religious, yo. Yeah, yeah. So I'll do it to you, man. On Twinkies and ho hos. Yeah, yeah. She's doing no more praying than she is. That's you it. Know, Keep, keep an actor, yo. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's probably doing the land too. I'll put you, put your word. Anyway, uh, Brian Stelfreeze. Uh, we have an interview with him. Uh, real cool cat. We've known him for a good while. Like I said in passing, he is right. the founder of Gaijin Studios. Yep. Uh, Stelfreeze has worked on all kinds of projects. He worked on Shadow of the Bat as a cover artist, the exclusive cover artist, for almost three years. Right. Over three years, actually. Uh, he worked on Psychops for. Right. Uh, which is his first venture yeah, in comics. Yeah, that was his first venture in comics. And was awesome and dynamic. Yeah. You can see from the very start, this guy was bringing something different. Exactly. He was bringing the thunder, yo. Yep. Uh, worked on Batman Black and White, which yep. was, was uh, Mark Chiarello's uh, book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Domino, Matador. And he's currently on uh, Gun Candy and the Ride right. from 12 Gauge Publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, the art director for 12 Gauge. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's done, he did some covers for a book called Fallen Angel, which right. I think was either DC or Wild DC. Storm or something. Like. Was DC? Yep. Okay, yeah. But uh, again, he's uh, he's known in many circles as the uh, the professor. Yep. But uh, for our for the sake of this, we will call him Sensei. Right. So uh, anyway, we uh, went to Gaijin Studios, got a chance to sit down uh, and chat with him live and in person. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cully and uh, and Carl were both there. Right. Uh, this is the new location. Yep. On Skin Alley. Yep. Yeah, which cool. is a fly ass name. It really is. Yeah. You know, look for Gaijin if you want to. You get skinned in the alley. In the alley. Yeah. It is. But uh, anyway, we hope you enjoyed the interview. Um, we actually broke the interview up into two parts. It was, uh, it was a good long two-hour conversation, so we broke yeah. it up into two it sections. It was very giving to us, man. Yeah. Just sit yeah. down and talk to us like you know, two more of his students. Yeah, you know, and exactly. Like, and, you know, sharing some of the wisdom. Exactly, sir. exactly. I was totally into it. I was yeah, like, I was too, man. I was too. And uh, <laughs> Right, you look you like know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take you home and put you in the closet and take you as a reference whenever I need you. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That is it. 
But uh, anyway, uh, just as a quick aside before we go, um, again, the show is bi-weekly. Yep. And you can catch us at iTunes. You can catch us at all the podcatcher sites, Odeo and Podcast Odeo, Pickle yeah. and uh, Digital Podcast. I mean, yep. all the podcatcher sites, you can catch us and, uh, and check us out. You know, Or you can go to the source. Exactly. You can go to sidebar.libson.com. There we are. And uh, you can uh, download the shows directly there as well. Anyway, you can also hit us, too, if you want to, with an email at sidebarnation.com. Excuse me, sidebarnation at gmail.com. There you go. And, uh, and give us a shout. So, without further ado, adieu, we bring you Mr. Brian Stelfreeze. You're a cool one, Mr. Freeze. Exactly. And here we go. Um, I guess a good place to, to maybe start would be, uh, uh, and I wanted to kind of maybe start like now and maybe go backwards rather than, you know, ask you about a bunch of stuff in the past and work our way up. To All right, now. cool, cool. Um, your association with, with 12 Gauge, and I know you're titled, I guess, officially as art director. Hmm? Yeah, yeah um, 12 Gauge, uh, 12 Gauge is, is actually uh, the most fun that I'm having right now. Um, it's uh, It pretty much got started by Kevin Gardner, and, um, and Kevin worked for Valiant. He owned a comic book shop, you know, sort of in the heyday of the 90s and everything like that. But um, but Kevin's got like this incredible passion for comics, mm-hmm. uh, but he's taking over his family business, so it's something that he knew that he wasn't going to do. You know, he knew he wasn't going to do comics all his life. Um, he was going to eventually, you know, do the the family thing, but he still got that passion for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and since Kevin's been a friend of ours, he's he's always heard about us complain about you know sort of this thing in comics and complain about this thing in comics. And financially, he's in a position where he just kind of went, well, well, why don't we do some some comics with no excuses? You know, sort of, why don't we, you know, why don't we just do what you guys would like to do? You know, and we all are, are simpatico about what we like. You know, we like crime stuff, we like dramatic stuff, and we like just plain fun comics. So Kevin kind of uh, came up with the idea of the ride. Right. Uh, which is something that played to all of our strengths. Uh, and we did that book, and all of us had such a great time on it that we decided, well, let's do some more stuff. Okay. And uh, and Kevin is pretty much doing a creator-friendly comic book company. And he's not interested... I mean, most comic book companies kind of start with this attitude of, and one day I'd like to be bigger than Marvel or DC. Mm-hmm. And Kevin... Kevin's attitude is completely different. Mm-hmm. Kevin's attitude is, well, I've got my family business, so I don't really need to be bigger than Marvel or DC. If I only produce one good book a year, that would be fun for me. Okay. So his attitude is just produce a good book. You know, that's that's it. If I can produce a couple of good books this year, even better. That's great. You know, but don't really dedicate yourself to just churning out material. You know, like most, uh, I think most comic book companies, when they get started, they fall into this position where they're so desperate to churn out material that they end up doing substandard scripts, substandard artists, and just getting into like big political. Deal. And yeah, yeah. So, um, so Kevin is is a true, um, and Twelve Gauge is a true boutique publisher. Pretty much after we did the ride, we all got brought on as you know, I'm the art director, so. Now, now, for those who don't know what an art director does, tell what, what's well, an art director. Well, uh, with uh, with Twelve Gauge, uh, I'm the guy who's basically in charge of the look of the the books that come out from okay. Twelve Gauge. Um, I make sure that there's uh, kind of a a nice design principle where the books all look nice, um, and you know, doing things like you know, approving logos, um, making sure everything has like a uniform design to it so that it doesn't look like you know some high school guy who decided to publish his book on typing paper or something like <laughs> <Okay>. that. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and also uh, I review people's portfolios, uh, look at new guys you know coming in and, uh, and it's, it's just a, a fun job because it's, it's I don't have to worry about numbers and math and anything like that. More the businessy admin kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Kevin and some of the other guys, they've got that stuff. My job is, you know, just make sure the books look cool. 
and that's pretty much it. And that that to me is like the best job that I can have. Is just like I was gonna say, you're, you're perfectly suited for mm-hmm. it. You know, oh yeah, I mean your love of graphics and mm-hmm. you know all of that. Oh, you yeah, know, and yeah. uh, and, uh, and it's it's kind of it's kind of fun too because, like, I love drawing comics and I love storytelling, but I spent the first half of my career doing uh, design work, doing comics. I don't do any of that stuff anymore. But now that I'm doing 12 gauge work, I get to kind of explore that, you know, sort of passion also. So it's uh, yeah. yeah, So it's so so I'm literally doing everything that I like doing right now. So um, that's that's the fun of 12 gauge. And uh, another thing that's nice is it puts me in a position where I can kind of go, hey, you writer, I like you. Let's do a book. Yeah. <laughs> and and moonlight as, yeah. as a freelance artist yeah. inside. And, and, uh, and not have to worry about, oh, well, is this going to get approved? Is the company going to like this? Is the religious connotations too much for the company or anything like that? Mm-hmm. It's just like with 12 Gauge, if I want to do a book, it's approved because I want to do it. You know? okay. and, uh, and the nice awesome. thing, yeah, the nice thing about me doing stuff, I don't have to worry about, you know, there's so many times where you, you turn in sketches for covers and invariably the least coolest sketch gets picked. With yeah. 12 gauge, I don't have to worry about that. I'm the art director. You circumvent the idiot factor yeah, and yeah. it's like, okay, this yeah. is the best one. This is what it will yeah, it's, it's just totally out of there. You know, I'll do a, although I do when I do a couple of sketches as an art director, I'm compelled to pick the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> simply because you have that title. Yeah, uh, simply because I've got that title. But but the artist jumps in and saves me from that. That's but, pretty uh, cool that you can balance those two out, though. Most of them can. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and even with, uh, with talking to. Uh, artists that we've had coming in doing stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because we're we're um, preparing ourselves to do like some art books uh, that would be books specifically for artists uh-huh. um, that um, you know that you know almost like a um, retrospective on an artist's body of work or something like that. I was going to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's 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 really nothing that um that I can announce you know sort of right now as far as what artists we're working with, but what's really cool is being able to just kind of go talk to the artist and say, rather than you t- handing in a bunch of drawings and sketches and all of this stuff, and then us running away and producing a book, and you get to see it when we're done, uh, my thing is is talking to the artist, finding out what the artist likes, finding out what their dislikes are, mm-hmm. so that the book really reflects the artist, you know, so that these, these art books that we're doing, they're not high design and that's it. Mm-hmm. But um, they're a result of conversations with the artist and finding out what the artist is into, and sneaking that into the design form of the uh, of the book, making it very professional, mm-hmm. making it very personal that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, yeah. So, so what you're looking at is not only the artist's artwork, but you're looking at reflections of the artists themselves. Uh, that's that's kind of my thing. Uh, it, it's it's always bothered me when when I pick up a book about an artist and the only thing about the artist in there is really, you know, right. um, just just the artwork, and that's it. And the, right. uh, and the design doesn't really feel like the artist. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's that's one thing that uh, that I'd really like to do more and more is, is just talk to the artist. And even when I do design work on on other people's books, I look at a lot of their sketches and look at a lot of what they're doing in inside the book and kind of go, okay, what does this book need? What is what is I'm trying to complement what the artist is doing so uh, so that's that's just a, a whole lot of fun you know being able to do that type of stuff and working with new guys we just did this um, scad uh, ride book okay where literally the comic book was a class at the Savannah College of Art okay and they got a bunch of the students to do parts of this anthology book and the nicest thing was being able to go down to Savannah mm-hmm. and talk to these young guys and girls about what they were doing, you know, actually critique their work uh, before they got to the finished stages and, and kind of tell them what I was liking, what I was disliking, you know, just different things about their work. So they get a chance, even as students, to do a professional piece of work. Right. You know, and, you know, get some art direction, actually find out some things that they possibly, that it's impossible to learn while you're in school. 
so that's part of my job also is, is doing stuff like that so uh, so that's that's just and, and I love working with artists I love doing portfolio reviews and things like that so uh, so my job with 12 gauge allows me to do that type of stuff also cool I, I was going to ask you the, the attitude uh, your attitude towards it if you ever encountered any of that because I know for a while Michael Golden was the art director at Marvel I don't know if that was when if you were, had done work for Marvel when he oh, was oh yeah 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 and then also Mark Chiarello as the art director up at DC, because I think Mark Chiarello is, is a kick-ass illustrator. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, fabulous. Guy. And I was just wondering if they kind of bring that same kind of attitude in, because I know you worked with uh, Chiarello on the black and white book. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's one of the things that's uh, that's really cool is, uh, is both um, Golden and Chiarello are kind of like heroes of mine. I just love those guys' work. And uh, Chiarello, when he's completely cut loose, and the black, uh, the Batman black and white. That's an example of Mark, just completely turned loose. Mm-hmm. He does some of the most fantastic art direction, some of the most fantastic stuff that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think his love for art and illustrators comes through in that stuff. So uh, so yeah, I mean that those guys are big influences on on what I do at Twelve Gauge. Cool. Now we saw when we saw you guys. Or did you? Have to, I'm sorry. You no, were, I was going to say as far as back to the SCAD connection. I actually met you several years ago at SCAD when you were when you were doing some professorial. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and um, how long have you been doing that? And, and is that does that feed into your your overall art direction perspective now? Or oh yeah, um, the uh, my my association with SCAD probably started maybe ten or maybe even as much as uh, you know sort of twelve years ago. Wow. Cool. So, and you're essentially self-taught too, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't think any artist can make a complete claim to self-taught. Okay. Uh, but uh, I went to the Art Institute of Atlanta, and, and this is another reason why I try to invest so much in portfolio reviews. But uh, I went to the Art Institute of Atlanta and spent like thousands and thousands of dollars. It took me years and years to pay off. But I learned absolutely nothing. You know, okay. it was just uh, just a complete waste of, of time and cash. Uh, but while I was in the Art Institute, I um, got my portfolio reviewed. Uh, and, and I was just kind of thinking, okay, I'm a student. I'm not really learning anything here. And I don't know if I suck or if <laughs> if I'm even worth a damn. Right. Uh, and and the, the fear of, of wow, I'm going to spend like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and I'm going to graduate and I understand that I'm not going to be any better than what I am now. Wow. So my thing was, rather than trusting these instructors, and these instructors, well, they're not going to say, no, you suck, leave school. <laughs> you know, they, their job is to keep me in school. Right. So, um, so I decided to call some uh, professional art directors. I just jumped in the yellow pages and see if I could call some art directors and say, hey, can I get a portfolio review? I'm a student. I'm just wondering about the quality of my work can I get a review? And of course, as you can imagine, most of these art directors are like, get out of here. <laughs> you know, right. in a sort right. of screw off kids. Right. Stay in school. <laughs> you know? um, but, uh, but one guy, and I, I remember the guy, Trace Hollowell, you know, was just kind of got on the phone with him. You know, and after making it through the phalanx of secretaries and, you know, sort of receptionists, mm-hmm. um, I finally got to this guy and, uh, and he said, uh, well, I just finished up a job. And, uh, if you can make it here, before five o'clock yeah I'll look at your book and he was just like I obviously didn't want to do it but this was his pro bono that he was taking on, <laughs> taking on for the day and, uh, yeah, and I, paying you know, it forward yeah and I jumped on the MARTA bus from the school you know because I was calling from the school I jumped on the MARTA bus from the school and is this uh, when they were across from Linux yeah yeah and um and made it uh down to his office um just in time and uh and he like invited me in and he looked at my stuff and he was just like, well, your work is at a level that that I think you need to have an artist critique your stuff. So he gave me uh, the number to this artist and I thought, okay, cool. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to a professional artist, you right. know, a professional illustrator. And I went, uh, I t- called the, uh, the illustrator. Um, his name was uh, Bob Borden and he worked here in, uh, in Atlanta and I called him up. He said, yeah, come by. I went by, got my portfolio uh, reviewed by him, and he just kind of made noises. Didn't actually say anything, but just kind of. <laughs> yeah, mm, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, okay, when he's when he's finished, then he's gonna, 
he's going to give me the review. He's going to tell me, oh, this stuff is good or this stuff sucks. Uh, and after he reviewed my portfolio, he kind of closed it and he said, uh, leave your number with, uh, you know, sort of the girl Kathy and, uh, and we'll get back with you. And I was just like, wow, this is weird. Like, like I have to <laughs> schedule an appointment yeah. to get the opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like I've already scheduled the appointment to get the viewing, and now you know, sort of, I was like, man, this guy's time is valuable. For the doctor's so, office, yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, it was kind of cool. So I just, I just kind of went home and uh, and just kind of forgot about it and went back to school and everything. And uh, and still in the back of my head, I was like, man, you know, who? I wonder when Bob's going to get back with me on that, you know, sort of portfolio portfolio review. And uh, and then I got a call um, from uh, from Kathy, and she said, okay. We want you to come in again and uh, and have your portfolio reviewed. And I was like, okay, cool. This is it. This is the big deal. Right. So um, so I went in again, and this time Bob was there, but there were four other guys there to review my portfolio. And I knew these other guys were professionals also. Wow. So they were kind of upping the ante. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just like, okay, you know. And and I was really feeling good because not only would I get the opinion of Bob, but I'd get the opinion of all these other guys, of. And and then the whole thing made sense now that that Bob was he was just looking at my portfolio to see if it's it was worthy of being to reviewed. bring it into the inner sanctum yeah, <laughs> by the other guys and uh, and like you know he was flipping through the portfolio and all the other guys were like looking at it and uh, and they'd ask questions they'd go oh, how'd you do this right here and, and I'd explain how I did it and they'd kind of oh okay okay and you know flip through the portfolio again and uh, and after they flipped through the portfolio I was just like okay here. Here it comes, and I'm, and I'm like, don't say anything, you know. Sort of, don't, don't come, you know. Sort of, don't try to defend yourself. Take whatever they say. Be a professional. Take a look at and me. Yeah, and I was ready, you know. And uh, and then um, and then the four guys just uh, just kind of got up and and thanked me and walked out of the room. And I was just like, it's like, whoa. It's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. All well, that foreplay for this? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah. I guess, I guess somehow. Bob's gonna give me the review, and uh, and like uh, what ended up happening was uh, was was like Bob said, okay, um, well we like your work, you know, uh, we think uh, that uh, that you'd be a really good fit. Um, what um, what would you like for a starting salary? And I was just like, oh. I was like, what? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and, uh, and he was just oh. like, he's like, uh, starting salary. Um, what? What would be like uh, your your starting salary? And I was just like, um, Let me help. <laughs> and, you know, and, and the thing about it is, is like at this point, I'm thinking, oh, so so maybe what his thing is is he's trying to figure out what I think the value of my work is. You know, and you're still not getting it. Yeah, I'm still not, I'm still not getting it. You know, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty thick at this point. So so I was just like, uh, I don't know, but ten, fifteen, you know thousand dollars a year and uh and he was just like i think 15 is good and i was just like oh, oh okay 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 and uh and then he said and you know commission on on the work that you do and i was like oh okay okay cool cool okay, okay. And, uh, all right all right and then he said uh he said so um you're still in school right i was like yes and he's like well when can you start and i was just like now it dawns on me that wow I just got a job. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it's like, man, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a portfolio review, and I still don't know how good my portfolio is. Right, you still didn't get what you wanted. <laughs> but, I was like, but, but I have a job. Right. This, this is cool. So, uh, so like, and of course, you know, with the realization didn't come intelligence. You know, I just kind of went, oh well, well, I'm in school on the morning shift, so I, I would have to work after twelve. You know, afternoon, and he was just like. So you're gonna stay in school, and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> so, uh, so he was just like, uh, "Okay, well, um, we'll we'll keep your salary at 15, and uh, you um, you come in at 12, and you'll work from 12 to uh, 12 to five. I was like, "Okay, good." Yeah, and, uh, and you know that that was it, and I was just like walked out of there going, "Great," you know, sort of. I guess my my portfolio was good enough to get a job, you know? right, and, right, uh, right? And and I went uh, to school the next day, and uh, one of the uh, uh, professors that I was uh, that I had for a class, 
I was just like, yeah, I, I got a job. And, uh, and he was just like, oh. And I guess he was thinking, oh, you're working at McDonald's now? And I said, I got a job at this illustration studio. And he was just like, an illustration studio? I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, here in Atlanta? I was like, yeah. And uh, he was just like, well, what's it called? And I was just like, ah, it's... And I never it's Bob's really, thing. Yeah. I never really got the name of the studio. <laughs> you know, sort of, all I knew was Bob. And I was just like, ah, well, there's, uh, I, I don't know the name of the place, but, uh, but, but Bob is the head guy there. And he was just like, Bob Borden? And I was just like, yeah, yeah, Bob Borden. Yeah, he's, he's the head guy. And, uh, and then he just, like, looked at me. Dumbfounded. Just completely dumbfounded. And he was just like, you got the whole hog job? And I was just like. Uh, that was the name of the studio, Whole Hog? Yeah. I heard of them. Before. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, and he just started going, oh, my God, you got that job. And I was just like, yeah. And he was just like, most of the professors here took their portfolios. Wow. Oh, down, <laughs> yeah, down for that job. You know? And he was just like, that was a big deal. That, yeah. A ton of illustrators were going for that job. I can't believe you got that job. Right. And of course now I'm like, oh well, well I'm a god now. Right. <laughs> you begin to levitate yeah, as he was talking yeah, to yeah, you. That went from, yeah, that went from oh my portfolio is pretty good to oh my portfolio is the best of all these instructors and all the professionals that went down to get that job. Did the other students come in and rush and pick you up on the shoulders? Oh, I was yeah, I was I was feeling good and uh and like you know I talked to him a little bit more and uh, and I said yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be going in, like, uh, at about, like, 12 o'clock every day, you know, sort of, and just working there. And he was just like, why are you going in at 12? And I was just like, well, you know, I got school. And he was just like, no, you don't understand. You go to school to hope to get a job like this. <laughs> He's like, now that you have the job like this, you don't need school. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, oh, okay, cool. So, uh, so like, the next day, I quit school. <laughs> wow. Mm. What did, you, what did your parents say about you quitting, quitting mm-hmm. school? Uh, they were a bit freaked out by that. Sure they were, you know? <laughs> but uh, but uh, but actually, what's what's really cool is after riding really high, um, my first day that I went in to work, you know, Bob gave me a, like a really good slap down, because because uh, he said when I came in, he pulled me into his office and he said the reason why I want to tell you that the reason why you got this job is not because your portfolio is that great, but we think that you have a great capacity mm-hmm. and what I want you to do is for the next month you're not going to do a single illustration I want you to spend one week in each of the other illustrators here's office and I want you to ask them questions and I want you to watch them go through an illustration from beginning to end mm-hmm. and they they know that you're going to be in their office they're going to give you instructions we want you to learn how professionals do the work. That's awesome. And uh, yeah. and that that it's priceless. The lessons that I learned in that month are the lessons that I pass on to students now. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that was that was my school. You know, instead of four years, I got four weeks of like some of the best instruction that you can imagine. And uh, most of these guys had been illustrating for longer than I'd been breathing. Right. So it was. It was. They they knew their business. They knew exactly what to do. They were passionate about it. But it was fun for them also. Uh, and and there's like literally no way I could pay these guys back. Right. Uh, so the only way that I think that I could pay them back is to pay it forward. These guys were so liberal with. I mean, every time someone would discover a new trick, he would automatically tell the other guys. Yeah. And. And every, I mean, everyone in in the studio just got exponentially better because we were all sharing our information back and forth. Uh, and from, and I was in that studio for uh, about two years before I went freelance okay. uh, myself. And I always wanted to pretty much have that again. And Gaijin Studios is kind of the uh, your version of yeah, what Whole Hog was to you. Oh yeah, yeah, twenty years ago. Yeah, and uh, and and really, um, just that that need for storytelling and that need for for like sharing information and everything like that that's that's one of the things that we started at Gaijin Studios just like Whole Hog and it is 
it's phenomenal. I mean, it, uh, being an artist and being a part of that, there's there's nothing like it. Keeps you growing. Mm -hmm. sure oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I always kind of assumed that that was probably part of the part of the your reason for doing it. Because I mean, if you you know if you see you at cons and, and even like one or two times I was by one of the other uh, uh, locations you guys were at, even in downtime, you know, you would be yeah. sharing stuff, and it was like, okay, you could. I mean, you don't do a lot of sketches at cons. It's it's a line of people with portfolios, man. And, I mean, yeah. you, and you're very into it when you do. And I was like, okay, he, he loves it. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and and that's that's the thing is uh, is this 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 is so much fun. Um, and most artists are self-taught, right? You know, and uh, and the thing about it is is like we all make the same mistakes. You know, we all run into the same problems, and. If you're an artist, even if you're an artist that's going to school, more than likely you're self-taught. More than likely the professors are only passing on so much to you. Right. It's really up to you to go out and get that information. So if some if some artist is like brave enough or stupid enough to to make it to a convention and track me down, yeah, yeah you know, sort of I owe <laughs> it. Stand to in them. line. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just like I, I owe it to them to, to yeah. pass on as, as much as I can. And the cool thing about it is is working in Whole Hog and working in Gaijin, I have bypassed so many problems that I was going to have. Right. Simply because of talking to Adam and learning a different way of doing something, a different mindset, you know, sort of talking to Bob Borden, talking to, you know, sort of Mike Moore, all these guys that are, that I really can't completely claim self-taught because these guys are my teachers. You know, it was never formal or anything like that, but these guys are my teachers and I'm passing on their lessons, you know, sort of to all these other students and all these other, you know, sort of guys that, you know, sort of wish to have me review their portfolios. Right. Mm, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, when we were at the uh, at Heroes, you were talking about uh, uh, working in watercolor. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say when when I initially uh, talked to you on the phone and, and asked you about the interview and everything, I was like, all right, cool. So I started working on this little graphic and everything, trying to put some stuff together for the for the for the blog entry. And I sent it to Dwight, and he was like, you know what, it looks good, dude, but there's no testosterone because <laughs> I had I had all these beautiful watercolors that you done with the female. You know, yeah. Females, yeah. And I was like, well, it's sexy, you know. <laughs> But you were talking about uh, uh, kind of jumping back into watercolor at the convention. It was kind of a funny story. You said the guy brought you something to ask you to color it. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I don't have any watercolors. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, uh, Matt, um, Matt Hullab, um was just this guy. And I've, you know, sort of, I've, I've known Matt for, for a while just at conventions. And I've done a couple of sketches for him. But, uh, but at, the, uh, at the Atlanta show, you know, I was just like doing sketch after sketch after sketch, just having a good time. And uh, and Matt comes up and Matt like hands me his book and Matt's just like, hey, um, could you do it and could you do a little color? And I was like, um, I could, but uh, I don't have any colors. And you know, at that point, I never brought any color with me you know, at the shows. I was just like, I, I, I never, I did, I don't bring any colors, so I, I couldn't do it in color. And he asked for a Vampirilla piece, and uh, and he said, well, um. I got some watercolors here, <laughs> and, uh, and he just whipped out this set of watercolors that that was just, you know, a brand new set that he just picked up. You know, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, ah, well, I don't, I don't have any brushes or anything like that. So, and, and he just like, well, uh, I've got a, I've got a set of brushes right here, <laughs> and, and he whipped out this set of brushes, and uh, and and really before then, it had probably been somewhere in the neighborhood of like. 10 years, 8 to 10 years, mm -hmm. since I'd worked in watercolors. Mm -hmm. So uh, so it was like, you know, I still remembered how to do it, but it was, you know, something that's just lost for a couple of years. So I was just like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, let me just kind of, and I'm always up for a challenge. So right. uh, so I was just like, let me goof around with it. And I and I did it, and I just had such a great time doing it. Uh, and, and I've got to really, you know, I'm, I need to be pissed off with Matt. You know, sort of because he, he unleashed the beast. Oh yeah, and, and and I could do whatever I want. That was that was a fun thing. Is uh is I could just just goof around, just have fun with it, just go with it. And I had a great time doing that piece. And slowly, I got infected by by doing watercolors, mm -hmm. where a person would come up, or I'd take on a commission, and they'd say this character, and that's all. That's all they'd say. They'd go away. Um, I wouldn't have to turn in sketches. I wouldn't have to get approval <laughs> right. or anything like right. that. Um, so this is like 
the first time in a long time where painting was about creating, not trying to satisfy some, yeah, some client, not trying to satisfy some edict, not trying to think in terms of, oh, wait a minute, I can't use this particular turquoise because it's not going to reproduce. I can't use this particular purple because it's going to shift into red on the cover. It was like, I could do whatever I want. Right. I could use whatever colors that I wanted. I didn't have to think about how it was going to reproduce. I didn't have to think about, oh, this particular editor doesn't like this, so don't do this. This particular editor doesn't like this. It was just painting for me. For the joy of painting. Yeah, it was just the joy of painting, just having a good time. And not only that, but I found that the more I was into it, the more of a good time I had on the piece, just really exploring, running with it, experimenting, the more that the people getting the commission enjoyed it. Right. So um, there's a schism happening where I'm doing painted covers and it's not as much fun, hmm. but I'm doing commissions and I'm having a ball. Oh, yeah. You know, and, uh, and it eventually got me to the point where I was just like, you know what, I don't feel like doing painted covers anymore. So I stopped doing painted covers simply because I'm having such a great time doing the uh, doing the painted commissions. Yeah. You know, so now anytime I do a painted cover, I might do it in uh, one of the programs, Painter or Photoshop or That's something like that. That's what I noticed, like yeah, more, more yeah. digital stuff showing yeah. up. Because to me it's just like, okay, now if I'm doing a cover or doing a piece like that, I'm thinking of that as a production piece. You know? right. So I'm going to do that on the computer. I'm going to do a lot of goofing around with that on the computer. Same but, time yeah, if I, if I want to paint, if I want to actually put paint to canvas, I am in a position now where I almost have to do it as a commission piece, you know, as a piece that would be viewed as an original and not even consider reproduction, not even consider anyone's opinion but my own. Um, so now if someone says, hey, yeah, I want you to do me a painting of Wolverine, I'm like, well, screw off. I don't feel like painting Wolverine. <laughs> You know, it's just like, right. whereas I can't say that to an editor. Right, you know? right. It's, just it's like, my gig. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever I feel like doing. And, uh, and the guys getting commissions, what's really nice is they're very considerate. You know, they're like, do you wish to paint this? And it's just like, yeah, I wish to paint this. And there's been a couple of guys that have said, hey, like there's, a, there's one guy, John, who um, he's asked me to do um, uh, Deja Torres from... Uh, the uh, Warlord of Mars, and oh, okay. yeah, and what's what's really fun is is I'm, I've I've done her in black and white a couple of times, but I've never done a painting of her, mm -hmm. and uh, and I told I told him I said I'm not good enough to paint that yet, but I will be in a little bit. Okay. And so now every time I see him, you know, he's just like you know I'm like okay I'm close I'm close, and it's it's this fun thing where. Where like the idea of exactly what I wanted to do came to me, you know, a few months ago, and I'm like, okay, I know what I'm gonna do now, and I'm just kind of slowly working out the painting in my head, you know, not, I don't have a deadline, I don't have this like, oh, you must get it done by this time because it has to go into previews. It's like, I can slowly work out the piece. I can slowly allow the piece to decide how it wants to be painted, and I can kind of just sit back and. And work on, you know, doing interiors, doing covers, doing other commissions. And when the piece is fully kind of formed, then I can do it. And it's almost like I'm waiting until I'm good enough to paint it. Okay. You know, and when I'm good enough to paint it, I'm going to take it on. And I know John's going to be blown away by it, you know, right. because that's, you know, that's something that he's waiting on. You know, and uh, there's a lot of pieces like that that are just kind of out there right now. And there's a lot of guys that have said, hey, you know... I want you to do Mary Jane, and I'll and I have a file of when you're ready. Yeah, of like you know, sort of this guy wants this character, this guy wants this character, and every once in a while, when I'm between jobs or something like that, I'll look at the list and go, Ah, yeah, White Queen. I really feel like okay, I really okay. feel like going okay. for a White Queen right now. So it's not it doesn't come to you from the ether. It's not like it's something you put from the ether. You, you just oh yeah, yeah, it's now. yeah, it's 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 something because I've got these names there. They're kind of. Circulating. Yeah, they're kind of circulating. Waiting for that moment. Yeah, to... yeah, waiting. You know, just kind of waiting around. That's and, cool. uh, and and it's 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 fun. I mean, it it like I don't think I can be an artist. You know, a a you know sort of gallery style fine artist. artist. Yeah, yeah, fine artist. It's just like I I don't I don't have that mindset. But what's well, I don't have that mindset twenty four seven. Right. But what's really nice about doing 
uh, watercolor pieces, doing the commission pieces, is I've got a little haven, you know, sort of where I can kind of go, all right, I can be an artist over here. And I can basically just put, treat these as fine art. But at the same time, I can do my commercial work. I can do pages. I can do covers. I can do stuff like that. And so, so it's really fun. It's like really not only being an illustrator, but being an artist at once. So, I was going to say, it's yeah. almost like, you know, for a while you were doing all the painted covers and, and your commercial stuff and kind of giving it that way. And now you've kind of stolen the painting back mm -hmm. for yourself yeah, to yeah, enjoy, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like your battery's charged. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because uh, for the longest time, people would always ask me, well, what do you do for yourself? What, what, sort, of, what right. sort of work do you do for yourself? And, uh, and it's kind of weird. I'm not like one of these artists that kind of goes, oh, I feel like painting this and go off and paint it. It's just right. like that's, that's not in my head. You know, it, um, it's just like, I'm an assassin. You give me an assignment, I'll kill it. You know? <laughs> All right, Stell Freeze, this is the mark. <laughs> yeah, this is the mark. You know, sort of, we need, we need this done. You know, it's like Mission that's... Mission Impossible music here. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the type of artist that I am. So, uh, so in a sense, doing, doing work this way allows me to, uh, in a sense, pull things from the ether, but it's, it's an ether of assignments. But at the same time, you know, sort of I have the workaday stuff uh, yeah. to do. And, and it's just like I love, I love problem solving. And to me, being an illustrator, where I'm having to work with art directors and I'm having to uh, work with editors and I'm having to work with writers and I'm having to work with the limitations of the press and the limitations of, okay, make sure that there's room for the logo and all of that stuff. Right. It's just like that is massive problem solving and I enjoy doing that mm. you know but I also enjoy having an outlet where I, I don't have to think right. you know sort of all I have to do is think about this is what I want to do mm -hmm. this is not problem solving you know so there are times when I'm at cons and I've asked people for sketches and it seems like a lot of artists are uncomfortable if because I'll say well can you do a sketch and, I, and well, what do you want I'll say well, whatever you want to do yeah and a lot of times they're like mm, what the hell do you mean what do I want to do <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know I'm like well whatever you feel like you draw well and you enjoy do that I don't you yeah, know you that's, what it is. That, I that think is, you versus yeah that is know. a major difference between the the fine artist and the commercial artist you know okay. the, the the fine artist always has his own thing that he wants to do okay. the commercial artist like I said they're they're assassins right, you know okay. they will they will sit there and play PlayStation you know sort of and just kind of goof around World of Warcraft and, they have to yeah and then you say <laughs> You, Spider-Man! And then they'll jump up, you know, sort of whip out the sniper rifle and Spider-Man. You know? Yeah. So so if you if you walk up to them and go, hey, do whatever you want to do, it's just like, uh... So I just walk out in the crowd and start yeah, shooting people? It's like, yeah, it's just like, uh, sorry, I need an assignment, man. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's really, that's really uh, a, a, you know, sort of commercial artist thing, you know, right. and uh, and a lot of a lot of the comic guys are commercial artists, straight commercial artists. Their sensibilities, are mm -hmm. more yeah, than yeah. Their sensibilities, the sensibilities require an assignment, and if they don't have an assignment, they won't even do any art. They'll go off and do something else. Right. You know. So, uh, so you know, uh, I, I think there there are certain certain artists like uh, like Dave Johnson. You know, he's you know, and Mobius. You know, these oh. guys, they're constantly. <laughs> They've constantly got things going, you know, a stream of things just flowing right. through their head. And if you say, hey, just anything, it's just like, okay, blah, you know. And A you know, guy with a battery for yeah, 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 it's just like, you're going you're gonna to get something, <laughs> yeah, you're going to get something, you know, sort of odd, you right. know, sort of but, you know. That, that's one uh, cool thing about I, I watched Mobius, in a, and I had a conversation with him. Which was odd, me having a conversation with Mobius because he was speaking in French. Mm. I don't speak French at all, <laughs> but but he was showing me stuff, and, and I was like really fascinated. And he kept talking, and, and I was answering, but you know just kind You're of answering like, in English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. But uh, but I watched him sketch for like an hour in San Diego, and people would walk up and hand him a book, and they wouldn't even ask for anything. Mm -hmm. They would just hand Mobius a book, and Mobius would just kind of start drawing and. And sometimes people would hand Mobius a book, and he'd draw a line with a caterpillar, you know, a caterpillar coming out of the sand, and then hand them back the book. Uh, <laughs> and you know, it's just like, oh wow, ooh, that, and it was the best line and caterpillar that you ever got to see. Right, right, yeah, right. But then, you know, sort of other people would hand him the book, and he'd like just get the book and sit down and do like a beautiful nude girl, you know, sort of sitting on the roof of a building and several buildings in the background with all the windows and clouds and all of this ah. stuff. And you're just like. 
my God, you know, it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah, time. the guy before got a line in a caterpillar, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this person, maybe know, it's sort of, a lottery of some kind, yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mental it's, lottery, yeah, it's, like this, like doing, right? yeah, it's like this weird, this weird thing, and I'm like, wow, what, what is, what kind of a storm is going on that causes that to happen, you right. know, so, um, so it's just like, I'm fascinated by stuff like that, but, uh, but like, you know, you have to, you have to give me a catalyst, <laughs> you know, right. it's just like, give me, give me something. That's cool. Do you think that you'll ever go strictly digital as far as painting and coloring goes, or will it always be brushed canvas? Um, it'll always be. Uh, um, I think it'll always be a combination of the two. Okay. Uh, there are things that you can do digitally that you can't do uh, on, uh, you know, sort of naturally. Mm -hmm. And there are things that you can do naturally that you can't do digitally. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I think is, is great about doing things naturally is you're not in control of it. You know, you're you're kind of a participant in the art. Uh, like at Heroes um, last week, one of the days, like Saturday, I went and did a painting on stage. And for the art auction? Yeah, for the, okay. uh, for Congratulations, the art Congratulations, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, was, oh, that was, that was fun. I think I got big money right? for that <laughs> yeah. painting, but it was, it was a great piece. But, yeah. uh, but what's fun about that is, is I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. You know, I, I only have a rough idea and I'm up on stage, and I'm just kind of doing stuff. And while I'm working, a series of mistakes happen right. that will push the piece in one direction or another. While I'm working on it, I'll have another idea and kind of go, oh, you know, let me turn her head this way instead of that way. Or let me do her hands like this instead of that. Let me arch her back this way. And it's just really kind of making things happen. You know? okay. and, and being able to do things naturally, that is so much fun and I think a lot of my work a lot of the stuff that I do now is really the sum of mistakes that I've made oh, yeah. you know I've made some fantastic mistakes that probably screwed the piece that I was working on but within that mistake I saw something that I was set you like, up for the next yeah thing. that I was just like wow man that screwed up but but man that's cool too right let me <clears throat> use that on something else and uh, and I think natural media does that whereas working in painter and working in Photoshop, I can do something. I can put a brush stroke down and go... Control Z. Hmm. Yeah, Control Z. <laughs> put another one down. Yeah, control Z. But, uh, okay, you know, let me fade it so much. Yeah. How long did it take you to get used to the idea, okay, these are happy mistakes, so to speak, and I, I eventually, you saw evolution process, I can control this at some other point in time. I, mean, hmm. I think uh, I think the, the thing about it is getting to getting to an understanding of not trying to force it. You know, really, uh, it's it's more about the uh, the story. It's more about the story that you're telling, more so than the line that you're putting down. And I think uh, every artist gets to a point where they get obsessed about the line. About rendering. Yeah, and yeah, about making that line absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I got to a point, you know, fairly early on, where I realized, you know, if this eye is off a little bit, it's still telling the story I wanted to tell. You know, if the hand is not quite right, you know, it's still pretty solid. It's still, and your average person doesn't really know the difference between Rob Liefeld and Adam Hughes. Mm -hmm. You know, your average said, person. That's a frightening thought. It is really, at, you know, it's, it's kind of scary. So me polishing that line just a little bit more, the only people that I'm doing that for is artists. Right. And quite honestly... They're not buying the stuff, right? <laughs> you know, so, they represent like two percent of yeah, the, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of your audience, so, so, to speak, so like sure. if yeah, if you're you know if you're trying to perform for your buddies, um, you're actually you know sort of shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, but your average person doesn't care about the little minutia. You know, your average person really cares about the overall story that you're telling. And and once I started realizing that, I realized, oh, I can take more chances. I can. I can go nuts stylistically mm. wow. as long as I'm telling the story. You know, as long as, if I want to do a beautiful figure, as long as that's a beautiful figure, then all is good. It doesn't matter that it's a beautiful figure with perfect line art. Right. You know, sort of, as long as it's a beautiful figure, my job is done here. So that gave me the license to just kind of go, well, I my stuff can get a little bit more graphic. My stuff, I can crank the colors a little bit more. I can go for really odd compositions as long as I'm telling the story. 
all is good. And uh, not only that, but there's another thing that happens with, uh, with art, I think as artists, where in a sense, uh, conduits and translators, uh, whatever I feel when I'm sitting down to do the piece, that is generally what the reader feels. So there's like a lot of times where I'll look at these, this photorealistic Japanese airbrush art and I'll open a page and look at a piece and I'll go, oh my God, that must have been hard to do. <laughs> you know? And, and I, I love it because I'm thinking, whoa, that, ooh, that, that must have been so difficult. And I know that the guy doing it was sitting there going, oh, this is this so is difficult. This is so difficult. <laughs> yeah, this is so, I gotta get it just oh. right. You know? so, so because he's feeling that, he's translating that on the page. He's communicating that to me. And there's artists who just completely suck. But what their thought is when they're putting something down on the pages, oh, I just want this to be cool. I, ooh, this needs to be cool. I just want cool. This is, I want this to be the coolest drawing of all times. And the drawing is horrific. But when you look at it, you go, oh, man, that's cool. Hmm. You know, so, <laughs> so I find that because I'm not really kind of constricted, I'm not really trying to get every line perfect but you do yeah i just yeah i just i just try, kind of translate that energy onto the page right. you know i just translate you know i'll think oh man i just want this girl to be so sexy i want people to just look at her and die she's so sexy right. and invariably that's the thing that gets communicated you know there are times when i'll kind of go ooh let me get really tight on this and people will automatically you know the compliments i get on the pieces my God, that is so tight, man. Right, Look at that. Right, right. So, so it's, so it's kind of like that little polishing. It's just like I'm not concerned about that. So, uh, so I, can take, I can take greater and greater and greater chances, and I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about making a mistake. Right, because you trust yourself mm -hmm. now at this yeah, point. Yeah, and, and at the same time, I mean, you would not believe how many times, uh, I mean, even, even on the piece that I was working on uh, this weekend, how many times something just totally pooched on it, you know, where, where if, if I had sat back and went, oh, God, I right. screwed it up, then that means everyone looking at the piece would go, oh, God, God oh, it, it was it good up. until it got yeah. the curve of her back, yeah, and then, yeah, right. now she's got this big badonka donk, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> but, but what's really nice is, is like, what I do is I go, ah, oh, that didn't work out, well, Let's see what I can get out of it, you know, and just go with something else and just really kind of stay relaxed and just kind of have fun with it.